This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. It's never too late in the game to get back on track and become the human being you're meant to be. It's the time of judgment and self-honesty and reflection and the time where we ask to be remembered for life in all its glorious mess. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Women, well, actually all individuals, have many milestones in their life, depending, of course, upon their lives' trajectories. But there is one milestone that fills women with both awe and dread. And while on one hand, we're proud to have the gauntlet passed on to us, on the other hand, we can barely cope with its meta-significance. What is that milestone, you may ask? Well, I will tell you. It's the day you stop going to your parents for Rosh Hashanah and start hosting the Yom Tov meals yourself. Okay, there's a full buffet of emotions that mark this milestone. And in some cases, it happens because one's parents, one's mother or mother-in-law can no longer handle the great effort and time required. In some cases, it's because you have the larger space. And in others, it's because you have the largest family and the youngest kids on the tightest sleep schedule. Rosh Hashanah seems to be the family gathering that belongs to the matriarch. The honey cakes and the sweet potatoes and the apples and honey and the brisket and the sweet fish and the plethora of greens. The sweet food to represent our desire for a good, sweet year. And did you ever wonder why we use that double language, that the year be both good and sweet? Well, the beautiful message in this is really a simple truth. Everything is ultimately for the good, but it doesn't always taste sweet. I remember learning this expression. It's all good in the end, and if it's not good, it's not yet the end. And like a child outraged by that vaccination jab that's meant to protect it, we're not always able to see the benefits in all of what happens to us. But God assures us that in the unknowable big picture, it is all good. But we ask God to make it not just good, but also sweet. That spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. So hosting Rosh Hashanah can mean navigating a table full of people who may not get along, who may not even be speaking to one another. It can mean accommodating the vegan and the vegetarian and the allergic and the garlic averse. It can mean seating charts that distance the politically volatile and the socially radical. It can mean navigating between the deeply secular relatives and the deeply observant ones. And perhaps you want to make this meal more than just a food fest, and you're being challenged at every turn. And in this social experiment, underscored by the memories and expectations from years gone by, a poison can get a little anxious, proud for certain, but anxious. And in that scenario, it is all too easy to forget the reason that we are gathered at the table.
In case we have forgotten the significance of this powerful time in our quest for the perfect table, Rosh Hashanah means head of the year. For this reason, many people place the head of a fish on their tables and eat of it, asking that we be like a head and not a tail. Many eat pomegranates to represent the wish that our merits be many like the seeds of the pomegranate. Another common food is called simis. That's a sweet carrot-based dish eaten because of its Yiddish name, marin, which means both carrot and increase, symbolizing a wish for a year of abundance. In the Torah, this day is referred to as Yom Teruah, the day of the sounding of the shofar. In our prayers, we often call it Yom Hazikaron, the day of remembrance, and Yom Hadin, the day of judgment. This is because it's the day that God recalls all his creatures and determines their fate for the year ahead. And while it's called New Year's on the Jewish calendar, it actually falls out in the seventh month of that calendar year, because the first is the month of Nisan in the spring. So, our history as a nation begins with Passover, but our humanity begins with the birth of the world in the month of Tishrei. One of the deep messages of the placement of Rosh Hashanah more than halfway through the calendar year is that it is never too late to turn around and return to a state of purity and holiness. It's never too late in the game to get back on track and become the human being you're meant to be. It's the time of judgment and self-honesty and reflection and the time where we ask to be remembered for life in all its glorious mess. And we atone not just for our own failings, but we do so collectively as well. As a nation, we ask to be written for life. For me, all of this knowledge came so much later in my life. When I was 33, my first child was born on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the first of Tishrei. But I did not know that at the time. Let me tell you the story. My water broke during Saturday Night Live, during a particularly funny skit, and frankly, I thought I peed myself. It was only after waddling sheepishly off to the bathroom and discovering that the water had stopped, then lying back down again, only to have it start again, that I realized what was happening. I went to the hospital, and you know there wasn't a single doctor on my all-Jewish obstetric team, and I had no clue why. I was totally unaffiliated and unconscious. I was that uninvolved. I knew I missed the family festive meal the night before at my mother's, but I didn't really understand that Rosh Hashanah isn't just the meal on that first night, but the days and the following night. I knew nothing of these days of yearning and praying and reimagining ourselves into our best iteration. Well, it's now almost 30 years since that first child was born. And while I now host Rosh Hashanah in my own home, while I still navigate all the complexities of a family like mine, which totally personifies unity without uniformity, I now worry less about my brisket and more about my blessings. I think less about the place settings and more about goal settings. 
because the spiritual energy of this time is one of extreme access to our Creator, who, in partnership with our efforts, helps us create the lives we want to live, the people we wish to be. It is a time of faithfulness and trust that wherever we are and whatever we are facing, God can help us refine ourselves and reframe our lives to be ones that we can be spiritually proud of. And even if our turkey's overcooked and our carrots go mushy, even if the kids are whining and the adults are whining louder, all I must truly prepare is the most delicious version of myself to present to my Creator and ask for another year to perfect that self. This week, can we put as much planning into the menu of our character traits and good deeds as we do our festive meals? Can we spend some serious time choosing one thing that we know is not so holy in ourselves and refine it in the merit of wanting another year of life? Can we be fully intentional in our personal growth, in our treatment of our fellow human, and become truly holy? That's holy, spelt W-H-O-L-E-Y. Not just holy, H-O-L-Y. Because the purpose of Jewish practice is to make ourselves whole. And in that wholeness, we achieve a holiness. And nothing tastes as sweet as holy feels. May it be a good and sweet year, my friends. Shana Tova. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.